Well, the New Jersey Devils finally snapped their three-game losing streak. However, the narrative doesn't make the New Jersey Devils look good. I'll explain more in this episode because we have a lot to discuss from the high contribution rate that we had from a certain line pairings and also just our specialty teams almost screwing us in the latter half of period number three. So buckle up because, like I said, we have a whole lot to discuss. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it is currently 12.59 a.m. Eastern Time, February the 26th, 2021 at the time of this recording. Why am I recording this episode so early or so late depending on when you go to bed? Well, I've just been backed up in my work and I'm starting to, you know, catch up on it. I'm a huge procrastinator, especially when things are going unexpectedly in my life. Don't worry, nothing concerning. But anyway, let's talk about the New Jersey Devils because they finally finally got a win and you know what maybe I shouldn't do these pre-game analysis because if you guys didn't check out the last episode I basically uh, had an open discussion with Tolik Boris about his organization and his charity so give that a listen and try to pay it forward and make a difference in the world I'm sure he would appreciate it and I'm pretty sure that everyone associated with his organization would appreciate it as well so anyway let's talk about the New Jersey Devils because prior to this game they were on a three-game losing streak, and this is where we were starting to throw up the red flag and just be like, okay, there's some major concerns that we need to talk about the New Jersey Devils with, but uh, ultimately, they finally answered the call by beating the Buffalo Sabres 4-3, to albeit they did have to take it to OT, and this game was not the prettiest, but with luck on their side, they were able to just muster up this much-needed win because you do not want to go into a losing streak, especially when there's a lot of hot teams out east, and we're already in a tough division, so we already have a lot uh, just going against us right now. And obviously, Lady Luck, as I've stated in past episodes, does not like the New Jersey Devils for some reason, but... Ultimately, you know, despite her bad luck just uh, plaguing us, at least we were able to just uh, have some sort of retaliation and some sort of comeback. And you know what? It was just an unlucky game for both sides, in my opinion, if you ask me, because the Buffalo Sabres had a few misfortunes. The New Jersey Devils had a few misfortunes. But ultimately... Uh, I think uh, the Sabres can have two games and we can have one and just get back on track. So anyway, let's look at the standings out east. I'm finally going to be doing this at the beginning of this episode versus at the end like I've been doing the past couple of. But you know what? Let's just uh, look at the standings, okay? I'm babbling on long enough. So the Boston Bruins are still at top of the east at 11-4-2 with 24 points. The Capitals are 10-5-4 with 24 points. The Islanders are 10-6-3 with 23 points. The Flyers are 9-4-3 and with 21 points. The Penguins are 10-7-1 and with 21 points. Moving up in the standings are the New Jersey Devils. They are now 7-6-2. We are finally over 500 once again, and we have 16 points. And below us are the New York Rangers at 6-8-3 with 15 points. 
and the Sabres are in last place tied with the Rangers at 6, 8, and 3 with 15 points. So, uh, yeah, it was a very ugly game, and it was a very ugly win for the New Jersey Devils. I think the last time I described their win as uh, an ugly one was earlier in the season when they played the Rangers. I believe it was the first time they played the Rangers. So, you know, I said it was a very ugly win and that the Devils should have wiped the floor with them. But ultimately, we'll take the win because, like I said, three-game losing streak. You just need a win. I don't care how you get it. You just got it. So, anyway, let's talk about this game because, I, as you, I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I said that fatigue was not on the side for the New Jersey Devils or the Buffalo Sabres, for that matter. Both teams looked very lethargic. Both teams looked very weak. Both teams looked really slow coming out of the gate. And it was just an offensive contest by both respective teams, if I'm being completely honest. But at least the New Jersey Devils were able to clean it up just a little bit. They still got a lot of shots on goals. And they limited the, well, not exactly limited, but they uh, had the Sabres shoot less than what they did in the previous game against them. So I guess that's improvement for them. So uh, the Devils looked very aggressive in the beginning of the game, but ultimately, Allmark, what more can I say about him? Like, I talked really good about him in the last episode, and Allmark, for some reason, he always does well against the New Jersey Devils. I don't know what the what the scenario is. I don't know what the mentality is, but for some reason, he does not like the New Jersey Devils, and he always has his best game against us. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Allmark in a second, but first, let's talk about his stats, because why do I say we'll talk about it in a second? Well, you know, so he had 15 saves, obviously, for a save percentage of, well, perfection. But he only played about 20 minutes on the ice. He had to come out of the game a little early. He tried to play through the injury. Hopefully, he's going to be all right. By no means am I just trying to say I'm glad he got hurt or anything. But, you know, that was just part of the luck that was on the side for the New Jersey Devils with Allmark going down. So uh, what happened was Heizer, uh, you know, took a shot and... Uh, Allmark makes a stop. It was so weird because the lights went on, like the gold lights went on. So I thought the New Jersey Devils had uh, lit the lamp and got the puck past him. But Allmark said, hey, I made the glove stop, but I think I tweaked something. I don't know where he tweaked it, but he tried to play through it. Ultimately, it didn't work and he had to come out the game. And as a result, Hutton had to take his position for the rest of the game and just had to try to net mine the entire game. And uh, the Devils looked more aggressive, let's just say, because they were able to score four goals on him. We'll talk more about Hutton's performance in a second, but another injury that I want to mention for the Sabres that kind of helped the New Jersey Devils was Jack Eichel. So uh, if you remember, Jack Eichel was a scratch for the game, so he was around during warm-ups and pre-skate. However, he informed the Sabres that he wasn't really feeling his best, so uh, they ultimately just removed him from the lineup. And as I mentioned in a previous episode, I forget when, Jack Eichel usually does really well against the New Jersey Devils. So that's two Sabres players uh, that weren't playing uh, a significant portion of the game. So obviously Allmark started the game but had to come out and Eichel didn't play the game at all. That kind of helped the New Jersey Devils. And in fact, I tweeted about it. I said the New Jersey Devils, like, look, I don't wish injury upon anyone. I hope everyone's okay but this is your game to lose, ultimately. So this game is yours for the taking. And if you lose it, you have to be really disappointed because you were thrown a couple bones your way with Eichel not playing and Olmark having to come out the game. And like I said, I can't reiterate this enough. I don't wish injury upon anyone. But, you know, I just want to talk about it and just say, you know, the luck was kind of on the New Jersey Devils side, to say the least. So, 
you know, there's that. So uh, let's talk more about the game and the differential and just what happened during the course of the game. So obviously uh, the Sabres scored in period number one. And ultimately, I just really thought that was going to be the end for the New Jersey Devils. I knew it was early, but, you know, it was like it, it was a repeat of uh, the last game against the Sabres literally just a couple days ago in which I said, OK, the Devils are coming out a little more aggressive. They have more shots on goal. So obviously in period number one, they had 15 as opposed to the Sabres 11. And I just thought ultimately, uh, you know, despite them playing hard and just trying to attack the crease area and just try to get the puck past Allmark, I was just like, oh man, the Sabres strike first. Hopefully the Devils don't go daydreaming. Hopefully the Devils don't give up. And they didn't. So, you know, I, I, I do want to I do want to say that. And um, we scored four goals uh, thanks to four different players and also had a couple of other players step up their game. So let's look at the leaders in terms of that category for the New Jersey Devils. So obviously getting a goal, the game winning goal in OT was Pavel Zaka. And by the way, you guys, your rudeness towards Zaka at the beginning of the year, your apology needs to be just as loud as your doubt, your rudeness, whatever the case might be, because he is shutting the naysayers up, similar to what Jack Hughes did. So obviously, Zaka isn't the best player ever, let's just say, but, you know, he still holds a special place in our heart because, you know, we're the New Jersey Devils, and uh, outside the New Jersey Devils, I don't think anyone, you know, is going to say that Zaka is amazing or anything, and, you know, he hasn't really lived up to the hype of being the sixth overall pick back in 2015, but still, we have a soft spot in our heart for him. So, Obviously, he got off to a slow start to begin the season. So if you recall, the first four games of the year, he put up nothing but zeros. And then against the Islanders and the Flyers on the 24th and the 26th of uh, January, he only had two points. And it was the result of scoring a goal in each of those respective matchups. And I told you guys, just give him some time. Yes, he got off to a slow start. Yes, a lot of people are frustrated that he didn't live up to the hype. Yes, a lot of people are impatient amongst the New Jersey Devils fan base. But I just said, give him time and he will catch fire. And now he passed Jack Hughes as a result of his great game today. He was able to pass Jack Hughes in terms of points leaders for the New Jersey Devils this season. So look at that. Look how quickly the tables can turn. I know in this show we usually talk about how the tables turn for the worse for the New Jersey Devils, but in this case, it's turning for the better because, as I just said, Zaka got off to a slow start, put up nothing but zeros in his first few games of the year, but then, you know, with time, he was able to, you know, catch fire, and look what he's been able to do the past couple of games. So, like, you know, obviously he's getting his assist numbers up, and just scoring the game-winning goal in OT really helps. And, uh, yeah, Zaka and his plus-minus has improved. So, uh, Zaka is now leading our team in points, guys. I don't know what more else he can do, but, you know, obviously it's still early, and I don't want to jump the gun on anything, but I just say stop with the Zaka slander, okay? I'm sick of it. I'm one of those guys who has a soft spot in my heart for him. I know, I know, I know. I've repeated this already. I know he hasn't lived up to the hype, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. I just love him, if I'm being quite honest. I'd, uh, debate me all you want, but you're going to lose. So respect for Zaka, big Zaka guy right here through the roof. Okay, it's time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from rockauto.com. 
and I believe it has something to do with chain stores on their end. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you wanna know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, <laughs> I know, I, I already said best of all, but this is the even better. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com so I know we're not locked on Sabres, but I do want to talk about Hutton's performance because it kind of reminded me of what the New Jersey Devils have been the last couple of games. And I hope the hosts of Locked On Sabres can vouch for me on this when I say this. It looked like that Hutton kind of lacked confidence, to say the least, because uh, for, for the New Jersey Devils, they looked a lot more aggressive. And it, it just seems like uh, against Allmark, they kind of put their heads down. They tried the best that they can do to try to get the puck past them. But it, it just seemed like Allmark was just making all the great stops for New Jersey. It didn't matter what they threw at him. They just had no answer for him. And it was proven in the last game. Yes, he didn't shut them out. But at the same time, you know, it was sort of like a fluke goal, to say the least. Because, you know, the, the Devils pulled uh, Mackenzie Blackwood within the final few seconds and then, you know, 30 seconds left in the game and the Devils are able to score and just save face at that point. But, you know, at the same time, uh, Omar just has the New Jersey Devils number. So when he had to come out, it just looked like Hutton was like a deer in headlights. And it kind of reminds me what the New Jersey Devils are in the power play and the penalty kill, which, by the way, we will talk more about at, later on in this episode because uh, the New Jersey Devils almost costed themselves this win thanks to their terrible penalty killing. It seems like they don't do well in it. But anyway, I don't want to digress off course. It just because, look, the Devils were able to score four goals against the Sabres and the Sabres were sort of on a quote-unquote hot streak against the New Jersey Devils. I don't know what the case might be but I'm not going to elaborate on too much but Hutton just looked like he lacked confidence and uh, the difference between Allmark and Hutton's performance is night and day quite honestly so I don't know what happened there but uh, ultimately, if I had to pick my uh, whipping boy for the Sabers, I think I would have to choose Hutton. Quite honestly, but you know, uh, you know that that's a discussion for another time. Like I said, I'm not locked on Sabers, so I don't really have the right to be talking about it. But you know, I was just curious to see. So anyway, let's uh, look at some more statistics for the New Jersey Devils in this game. So we obviously talked about Zaka scoring the game-winning goal in OT, but he also had two assists on the game, so it gave him three points total. And Miles Wood, so what if I told you that Miles Wood actually leads the team in goals this season? So it goes him, Zaka, Hughes. 
those are our top three. And if you want to know the top five, Palmieri and Janssen and McLeod. McLeod is actually up there, believe it or not. But, you know, albeit uh, Palmieri, Janssen, and McLeod have uh, three goals each. So, you know, I don't know if it's that impressive or not. But either way, Wood is leading our team in goals. So shout out to him. And also getting two assists of the game is uh, our young rookie, Ty Smith, who is trying to compete for the Calder Memorial Trophy. And I don't know if you guys checked out my Twitter on Locked on Devils, but I basically uh, talked more about how I think Ty Smith is kind of being overlooked because one of my colleagues at the Hockey Writers uh, was giving his opinion on uh, the Calder Memorial Trophy race, and he forgot to include, uh, you know, Ty Smith. And I said, with all due respect to, uh, you know, the other front runners for the Calder Memorial Trophy, like he put two Blackhawks players just to give you guys some reference. And, you know, that kind of frustrated me a little bit. L- look, Ty Smith, prior to this game, eight points in 14 games with a plus minus rating of six. And I've talked about this so many times. You guys know what I'm about to say. The first Devils defenseman that's saying a lot in history to have a point in his first five games. And he just missed Merrick Zalicki's NHL record of six straight games. So I feel as though that Ty Smith just doesn't get the same love and support. And this is one of the reasons I told you guys that the Devils need to finish in a respectable position. Otherwise, it's just going to go overlooked and people are going to forget who Ty Smith is, quite honestly. And I wrote an article about him for the Hockey Writers. So that way, you know, uh, hopefully his name is still appears in like the search engines. I don't know what the case might be. But anyway, shout out to uh, Ty Smith for getting two assists of the game and just, you know, uh, help contributing. And also, let's talk about Brat this game. So, Brat had a goal and an assist. Brat got his first goal of the season. Also, someone else got their first goal of the season. Nico Heizer. So, our captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Coming up clutch and putting us in the lead and giving us a goal. Ultimately, we kind of blew that lead by letting the Sabres uh, tie it up on the power play. But, you know, that's a discussion for another time or, or, or a little later, let me just say. So... Uh, yeah, overall, the pairing of Zaka, Heizer, and Brat, that's what we want to see night in and night out. Yes, it wasn't the best demonstration of it, but at the same time, that's the duo we need. We need those guys to just contribute in any way possible. So, obviously, Heizer gets a goal and just gets one point, but albeit he's coming back uh, after missing so much time, so he's slowly getting back into it. Luckily, he was able to get his first goal of the year and just get it out the way, so no uh, long streak for him for not getting a goal. And then, obviously, Zaka getting uh, three points of the game, and then Brock getting his first goal of the game. And like I said for Brock, just keep on shooting, big fella, because he had five shots on goal this game. That's what we like to see. That's what we need. Also, shout-out to Jack Hughes. He had eight shots on goal this game. Didn't result in anything but just keep shooting and the puck will go in that's the aggressiveness we need and you know what just just pretend the net miner is uh hutton out there okay so that way you could take advantage of him and just play well so you know that's my opinion for the new jersey devils so like if you have to play against another good goaltender just think of carter hutton that's hutton protecting the twine he's a deer in headlights he's a coward he's scared Go at him. Play aggressive. So, you know, that that's uh, uh, the shout-outs I want to give. And, um, yeah, so for the New Jersey Devils, we just needed this win. And it was just nice to finally, finally get back into the win column and go back over 500 
for the first time in what three or so games after you know yeah anyway i'm just uh reminiscing on some better uh times right now when the devils uh looked like they were for real but you know we still have some uh room to improve so anyway uh the best defensive man for the new jersey devils is ty smith i'm just saying that so anyway mackenzie blackwood uh this game uh 32 shots faced and saved 29 of them giving him a save percentage of 906 and, uh, yeah, I, I still think that Mackenzie Blackwood, even though he's uh, had some trouble the last couple of games, I still think he's a legit chance for the Vesna Trophy if he could just get back to where he left off. Like I said, he's still trying to get his footing underneath him. So, you know, no shame in just, uh, you know, making uh, – he's doing his best. He's doing his best. That's all I can say. And, yes, he's made a few mistakes, but, you know, he, he's trying his best. That's my hot take. I just believe that, yes, Mackenzie Blackwood was indeed better before – you know, he had to go on his COVID hiatus, but at the same time, he'll he'll get his footing underneath him. And I think that's overall what the New Jersey Devils need to do. They just need to get that chemistry. They need to get that camaraderie. And I think uh, this game, albeit it was an ugly win, at least they were still able to do so. And I bet the New Jersey Devils will get uh, a fifth position or better in the East standings. In fact, I said the word bet, so I think it's time for the second live read this morning. And it comes from betonline.ag. Alrighty, now let's talk more about betonline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, sadly, but college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. We already have some big matchups on schedule, on tabs, so betonline even covers awards tv shows and reality tv surprise surprise i'm not surprised because bet online is that awesome so real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Talent talks about one or more teams. NHL Games of the Week, NBA Players of the Week, whatever comes to mind, they got it. So anything sports, they got you covered, all right? So also visit our good friends at Locked On Bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this that a third also visit at bet online underscore ag and they also have you covered as well so bet online your online sportsbooks experts get with it and get in the action everybody so like i do every post game i'm gonna give the new jersey devils a grade for this game but First, let's uh, compare some of the stats. So, shots on goal, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, 40 to the New Jersey Devils, 32 to the Sabres. Face-off percentage. This is a little frustrating for the New Jersey Devils. It looked like they can never get a face-off win. 56% to the Sabres, 44% to the Devils. And power plays. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. Shout-out to Miles Wood for getting a power play goal. Uh, I think I forgot to mention that. So, the Devils were 25% in the power play in this game, uh, one for four. The Sabres were 50% from their power play, uh, two for four. So, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Hits were dead even at 14. Blocks uh, goes to the Sabres, 14 to six. So, anyway, before I give a grade, let me tell you guys uh, my stance. So, obviously, the New Jersey Devils are coming back from a game in which they looked very fatigued. They looked very weak. They lacked the confidence, and it just looked like they were in scramble mode because they just wanted to get back into the win column and get their footing back underneath them. So 
anyway, you know, I respect them for getting the win. I respect that. But at the same time, this was a very ugly win. So let's look at the power plays once again. So the Sabres, um, actually, believe it or not, they actually have, um, what, uh, double-digit players uh, that have scored a power play goal uh, this season. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the, I, I think so. I think I think I remember that correctly. So, yeah, the Sabres have uh, 10 different players who have scored uh, a power play goal this season, and they just added to that total in tonight's matchup against the Devils. And the Devils almost costed themselves this game despite it being winnable. So we talk about a game being winnable. So Jack Eichel is scratched. Allmark has to leave the game early. Taylor Hall has not scored a goal in like 15 or so games. And uh, the New Jersey Devils obviously have all the firepower because they have all their players healthy. So it's just like, what more can you need? Do I need to mention that the Sabres are in dead last in the East Division, yet somehow you guys make them look like a playoff team? You guys make them look like the Boston Bruins or the Philadelphia Flyers or the Capitals. I don't know. Wh wh whatever team you want to compare them to. So it's like that cannot happen. So that's one of the things I need to look at because I'm just like, look, it's okay if you drop a game to the Sabres, but you cannot drop two of three to them. You can't give them that. And that could come back to hurt you. Quite honestly, if you are serious about trying to uh, improve your record and your seating in the standings. So, you know, that that's all I have to say. But, um, yeah, it, it was just so frustrating because if you guys remember, the reason we had to send this to OT was because uh, there were five or so minutes left in period number three. The Devils were up three to two and they let up a power play goal. And it was frustrating because I literally tweeted out saying I, I tweeted out a, a SpongeBob emoji of him chewing his nails because I was nervous. OK, we're in. The penalty kill once again. This is our Achilles heel. We're giving the Sabres a chance. We're only up by one goal. And the Sabres score. And I'm just frustrated. I'm just like, why am I not surprised? That's just the New Jersey Devils luck. And now we go into OT. Albeit we didn't play that long. But, you know, at least Brat was able to get a really nice assist to Zaka. That was uh, at the top of one of the faceoff circles. And just trickles it past uh, Hutton so you know that was impressive right there it was just a great highlight tape uh, you know kind of goal and you know if you were watching it in fast motion it was just beautiful to see like a picture picture perfect that that's all I have to say but anyway uh yeah but looking pretty on the picture isn't going to give you a a or even a b I was thinking about giving them a b I really wanted to but let's look at this again guys their specialty teams are terrible. Yes, Miles Wood gave us a power play goal. But at the same time, we let up another pair of uh, power play goals to the Sabres, who are in last place. And I just told you, Eichel was scratched. Allmark had to leave the game early. And Taylor Hall's been struggling to, you know, find the back of the net. So it's just like... Uh, come on and they're in last place so what what more uh, do you need that that should be a three game sweep for you quite honestly if i'm being honest because i think we're way better than the sabers but yet it was the same situation last year we make them look good so uh ultimately i'm not gonna be harsh i'm gonna give them a c plus i'm gonna give the devils a c plus so you know like i said it was nice they got the win it looked like they were very aggressive especially when hutton had to come into the game and overall, I'm proud of the line of Zaka, Heizer, and Brat for contributing at a high level and just helping us out. I'm glad that we got a power play goal. And like I said, I'm just glad that we were able to snap that three-game losing streak. 
But here's the thing, specialty teams continue to kill us and it cannot continue to happen. So, you know, obviously the defensive pairings of Smith and Severson, um, I'm, I'm proud that Smith is basically carrying our defensive unit. How embarrassing, or, you know, maybe it just shows that our team has some depth, I don't know. I think it's more embarrassing that Murray, a, the former second overall pick, and Subban, a former Norris Trophy winner, are now our second line because they couldn't contribute on the first line. I think that's kind of embarrassing that they're having a rookie outplay and outshine them. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Hopefully they can step up. But, yeah, C-plus for the New Jersey Devils. It was a great win, and I'm glad they got the win. It was a much-needed win, especially against the lowly uh, Buffalo Sabres. But, anyway, you know, with that narrative, I couldn't give them an A, and I couldn't give them a B. I tried, and I wanted to, but I just said, let's just meet in the middle and just give them a C plus because, you know, a C plus it's average and, you know, it's on the borderline of getting a B, but you know, I just had to meet in the middle there. So uh, let me know what you guys think. Uh, You know, hit me up on Twitter, locked on devils, but that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey, go devils. And I will catch you guys in the next episode.